Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM, FPM3 Marketing, and Vacuuman is with us uh, once again. I uh, hope you had a good week, Adam. I had a great week, Bill. You know, I enjoy this weather. I'm so excited about, you know, the coming summer, all the great things that are about to take place. Just being outside. That's what I'm excited about the most. Just so you Yeah, know. exactly. Listen, uh, before we get into the, uh, the the guts of the show here, because I've got a lot of stuff to talk about, especially with Google. Um, we got the announcement, of course, from the feds yesterday that they told Huawei, go away. We're not going to use you for 5G. <laughs> uh, but as you've talked about on this program for the last couple of years now, uh, it's not a, a black and white decision. There's a lot of, of ramifications to this and and consumers are probably going to get hit hard because as you say maybe even if you don't have a huawei phone you're using huawei stuff you know even if it's bell or something else i mean they bought into this stuff and now the government's telling all those companies you got to replace all that stuff and guess who's going to pay yeah 100 percent. and not only that but it's all the components that huawei and uh zte really everyone's giving huawei the big uh the big hoopla but it's zte which has been around longer than huawei that was their original product and and it's the components of which uh zte uses within the uh within different electronics so a router for example if you're using you know certain types of routers uh they have electronic components that have, you know, it's not just made by one company. These are all development of different uh, instruments that are incorporated based on, you know, what Huawei, the head company has, has been manufacturing. So this is going to have a huge impact. Uh, if, you know, as the announcement you just said, Bill is going to be, they have, uh, they being, uh, uh corporations and, and operations of these products need to be replaced if they're in a corporate environment, such as servers, uh, a lot of corporate servers, how many businesses currently are not in a position to upgrade their server units or their electronics because they just don't have the revenue right now while we're all coming out of COVID. No one's got a big chunk of money sitting there going, sure, no problem. I, I, I've been waiting for the government to tell me so I could upgrade my electronics. So this is going to be a big impact from a level of what, and again, once they replace it, let me add that to a caveat that it's going to get expensive. They have to buy from products that are approved, which is like Ericsson, Nokia. These companies have been approved for the technology that are available to replace what Huawei was offering. But that means consumers get ready. I mean, not that we haven't seen prices increase on everything. Um, electronics are, are going to be that next phase of, of cost when it comes to buying things in, in North America. Well, I mean... And as you say, the reason most of those companies went with the Huawei uh, components in the first place was because they were cheaper. So right, right off the bat, by definition, they're going to have to pay more for it uh, because they're going to go to companies that were offering a, a higher sticker price anyway. And and we already have what the highest, if, if well, one of the highest, if not the highest, cell phone rates in the world. Uh, <laughs> it's it's only going to go up now. That's right. It's a typical topic you and I discuss on every day going, look how much it is today. Um, yeah, those rates are going to, you know, when we when, don't worry about gas prices, folks, it's going to be that new cell phone that we all want every three months that needs to be upgraded. That's going to be the cost. Okay, there's a happy way to bring in the show. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, SpaceX uh, and the Starlink program. 
Yeah, let's talk about good news here, Bill. Okay, so yeah. Star Space <laughs> SpaceX Starlink is uh, a, a, a obviously Elon Musk company, which they are providing internet, and I've talked about this on the show before, globally to, to remote areas. So if you're living in a mountain, you're in you know camping in Algonquin Park, or you're living out in the uh, northern uh, elements of where high speed internet is not normally available, uh, there's a value of which SpaceLink uh, or Starlink has been allowed allowing individuals to have high-speed internet. Well, they have now upgraded a new feature where now you can take with you the ability for only $30 Canadian, you can now move your internet. So a lot of Canadians sometimes, you know, uh, they may be snowbirds or maybe they're traveling for a few weeks, going to visit family somewhere. And, you know, you're not sure if you have internet uh, available in those areas. So you can now bring a device with you that can connect and it links to your internet or to the Starlink satellite system. So, uh, you know, you'll, you can now take it with you, so to speak. I just want to be very clear, and this wasn't, this wasn't uh, outlined, in, in my opinion, very well, is that when you set, like, say you connected and you traveled to, you know, Arizona, for example, and you're visiting family or you're down there for a few months or whatever, and you connect, the internet shuts off at your home. So it's not like you can travel and go, hey, kids, enjoy the internet. We're going to go for a few weeks down to wherever we're, we're going. It, it actually is quite pro, uh, robust in regards to giving only one connection at a time. So unless you're going to take turns connecting to the internet, you can't, you can't just keep moving it around for $30. You get to connect to it remotely, but it disconnects from your main home base. Exactly. Uh, innovation. Uh, breathalyzers. Uh, we've heard about them for so long now, you know, with the ride programs and things of this nature. And, and some places have actually offered a, a, well, an opportunity for you to, you know, do your own testing before you finally got stopped by somebody because you were driving crazily. Uh, but there's a new wireless device. I knew smartphones were going to be in this someplace and they, and they certainly <laughs> are with this idea. Yes. University of California has actually developed no bigger than six quarters uh, uh, stacked on top of each other, an ability to now test your alcohol level, but not only that, it actually will test your glucose and your lactate as well. Uh, the the new product is is you know the size of a quarter and, and stacked about six high as well, and it kind of connects to your arm or you can put it somewhere within your body in a wearable device. Um, but it does the ability of obviously monitoring your alcohol level level. Um, so you know uh, the the older days of basically having a breathalyzer and you would uh, you know kind of you know check to see if what your blood alcohol alcohol level was before you, you know, drove or got into a vehicle, which you shouldn't be driving with any alcohol in your system. But this actually will give you a proper monitor directly with your smartphone. Um, and why this is important, Bill, is that it also, for those with diabetes, it, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of wearable devices with diabetes and, and, you know, and, but they're one trick pony, so to speak. They just continuously monitor, monitor your blood glucose levels. This actually will look a little deeper into the elements of what's in your bloodstream um, so it removes all those invasive needles that are necessary. So uh, for whatever medical condition that you may have or concerns that you may you know, be looking at, this device could be used for those with a medical uh, concern, those possibly with diabetes, wanting to monitor their sugar levels, or in the other case of, hey, I want to go out for a drink, uh, or I want to go out and, and sit on the patio, the warm weather's ahead of me, and I want to enjoy it, this new device is going to be able to do multiple levels of monitoring, um, you know, like I said, your alcohol, your glucose, uh, and, and other elements within your bloodstream. 
Excellent stuff. Uh, everybody's using Google Maps these days, but uh, this is an interesting innovation that they're working on right now uh, to make it even more, well, clear anyway, at least uh, the, the technology for this is going to be, this is called immersive view that Google Maps is taking. Yeah, what they've done is they've taken, um, uh, well, I mean, it's hard to believe that Google Maps has been around for a few years now, Bill. So, you know, the satellite's been tracking the world for so long, and and they've had cars traveling and bicycles, for that matter, monitoring uh, many, many different locations. Um, and the satellites continuously float in the sky and take a, a satellite image of our location. So what Google has done is an immersive view. It takes like a street-like environment, and you can get a perspective of locations of daytime, night. It also gives a, an element based on history and, and so many video uh, uh, backgrounds that it gives you a bit of a, it's not in real time, but it gives you a semi-augmented reality of how busy a street would be like. So say, for example, you wanted to go down to uh, New York City during uh, New Year's um, in Times Square. Um, you know, we've seen the photos from up above and everything. What Google's been able to incorporate is the ability to be there during the day and during the night. So if you're like, hmm, I wonder what it's like to, you know, let's go down to Times Square and figure out what it's, you know, I know it's crowded, but what's it really going to be like? Google has now created with its satellite and its street views, the ability to almost incorporate the sense of you're there in real time. So if you're going to like a, an amusement park, you're going to the beach, uh, or you're going to an environment or a place you haven't ever been before, um, it will give you a perspective of what it's actually uh, going to be like during certain times of the day. Um, it, it's, a give a, it's to give a sense of what to expect. So uh, it, it's not a long, think of it almost like a GIF uh, or GIF, depending on how you like to word it. Um, and it's like a, a little intensive environment of going on a map and going, hmm, I wonder what it's like to go to this beach. Uh, and uh, if I'm going to Sable Beach in the summer, um, what is it going to incorporate? Go to Google Maps and you can now click an immersive environment and give you that expectation of what, what you're going to see when you get there. Exactly. Listen, we have a lot more news about Google, as you know, Adam, for our listeners. But uh, let's pause right now for a public service announcement. Uh, because uh, when we finish here, people are going to say, well, that's it. I guess I, I'll turn the radio off now. I'm saving, I'm saving money because I'm turning my TV off. I'm turning my radio off. Uh, you've done some number crunching. and You're not really saving a lot of money if you do it that way. No, no. In fact, energy.gov has actually re released a statement a few weeks back to say that uh, as much as we've now purchased so many smart devices, Bill, you know, there's a little perspective of like, well, if it's plugged in and I'm not using it, therefore it's not really using a lot of energy, right? Because it's not on. I mean, the off switch right. is, is there. I mean, it's not working correctly. I mean, so um, one of the things is that many people don't realize there is a lot of electricity being wasted on certain things that you know, even older devices, this is not relative to anything new, Bill. This is uh, a product such as like an old radio, a CD player. You know, some people haven't upgraded those and they still have that cassette player, radio, CD player sitting on the wall and they're plugging it in, haven't turned it on, haven't even used it in years. It is using four watts continuously. Now, four watts may not seem like a lot. What's the big deal, right? I mean, it's only a couple pennies, except it works out to almost $100 a year when you take a look at all the devices plugged into your wall not being used. And let me also give you another example. Um, say that charger, 
you plugged in that outlet. Uh, it's sitting, it's not even connected to a phone. It's just sitting there with the cable in it, but it's in an outlet. It's drawing around four to six watts. Um, we're paying for every watt, folks. So just a little side note, if you're walking around the house and you're thinking to yourself, man, my electricity bill's going crazy. You could save up to $100 to $300 a year just by unplugging those electronic devices that you don't use or you don't, you know, uh, uh, use them on a regular, bla- uh, uh, on a regular basis. So um, as much as I talk about tech, uh, I just know tech is costing a lot of people, a lot of electricity bills. Guilty as, pl- as charged. I mean, I, I'm just looking around my room right now. Uh, there's my charger, which I always have plugged into the wall, even if I'm not using it, and, and other devices. Uh, we're probably all guilty of it in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, 100 bucks is 100 bucks, And at the end of the year, you know, that's money you'd rather have in your pocket anyway, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's and it's just not, it's a little wasteful, so to speak. It's kind of like throwing on the, the tap and letting it drip. You know, you're not really using it, but the water's dripping, you know, it's working. So, uh, you know, from, from my end, I am the most guilty of this bill. I mean, you want to talk about a guy with a lot of electronics plugged into walls. Whoa, hey, I'm the king of it. I'm in the Wikipedia description. It's my photo <laughs> with energy wasting individual in North America. That's me. There we go for it. Okay, that's the public service announcement. Now back to our regularly, regularly scheduled Google uh, prize today. Uh, no, because there's a lot of things going on with Google right now, and it's, it's really kind of right. cool, including this one about uh, a new way to measure skin tones. Now, this has, this has huge ramifications, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Google's been very much involved with trying to be uh, more inclusive across the board. And they've, um, and by the way, I didn't know this, Bill, when I was doing the research and, and talking about this, it's been around since the 70s that there has been a series of skin tones to be inclusive for individuals uh, pertaining to uh, you know color of skin. Um, the Harvard professor and has now worked with Google and they're coming up now with an ability to, um, to scale measuring skin tones to help with diversity in company products. Now we know that and we've seen that with, uh, you know, even Band-Aids and, and consumer products have now come up with different types of uh, colors and, and skin tones to, to apply. But why Google's getting very much involved with this is because they are trying to incorporate with their technology, with artificial intelligence, the ability to clearly detect skin cancer, facial recognition, um, machine vision systems like self-driving cars. Um, to incorporate that, they are now, uh, in fact, there's even a, a online, if you go to skintone.google, it's a dedicated website that outlines the whole research and, and rationale for why it's practicing it with its AI. So Google's very much inclusive, but it's got not only just an inclusive component, it's a lot for science too. They're trying to incorporate the differences of what technology is capable of reading based on skin tones. Uh, here's another Google story. <laughs> uh, I'm sensing a theme here. Uh, but this is interesting because we've always complained. I mean, you know, the more we get into this stuff, we say, well, I don't want to see an ad. You know, we either don't want them or they're irritating. Uh, Google now gives us an opportunity to kind of customize this stuff. Well, Google's on this privacy control. What's happened is I've, I've been talking about Apple in the past many times about their privacy and, and giving that privacy to consumers. Google is right now on this uh, a vision of creating more privacy controls and access for individuals. Like, so one of the ones that I find very interesting is that as much as Google's making an advertising revenue stream for themselves, they've actually set it up that in your settings of whether it's, uh, you know, your Android phone or you're, you're on the browser and you're using Chrome, you can now opt to see fewer ads 
on an actual specific topic. So as much as Google watches and looks at everything you type and what you say for that matter, this is an element that now gives you access to say, stop telling me about these ads. I don't want to see about you know what homes are available. I'm not buying real estate, so don't show me these ads. Um, they're very much invested in this privacy announcement that they're going to be sticking to, Bill. And I'll be talking about that a little more in depth with the Android phones, uh, particularly when it comes to safety and security. That's the big area that Google made the announcement at the I.O. show this uh, uh, last couple of weeks. Um, they've really focused on trying to create that safety and interest of consumers, similar to Apple. They, they're trying to step up their game the same as Apple when it comes to that. I've uh, got a couple of minutes left, and uh, since we've had this Google theme, uh, let's talk about the resurgence of Google Goggles. I love Google Goggles. In fact, I remember actually putting an order in. I, I never was, I was on a short list. I never made it for $1,500. I wanted them so bad, Bill. And uh, I thought they were the best things in the planet. Well, Google has just made an announcement. Like the Phoenix, we are about to see the rising of the glasses of Google come to life. Google Glass Pioneers were started 10 years ago, if you can believe it, have now reinvested into it for VR and AR for years to come. Now, I do this as a tidbit because Google's trying to get to the uh, uh, to the launch, they were the first to announce it. Obviously, it didn't take off. It was a bit of a joke. Big Bang Theory did a theme on it, ha ha ha. But uh, the announcement, and this is just a rumor right now, Bill. But Apple uh, apparently had their board of directors this past week testing the VR uh, goggles. Now, Apple had no comment on it, but what is to be believed is that coming this fall, we should be seeing that first announcement with the Apple iPhone announcement. We should be seeing Apple coming out with their VR helmet. I believe, rumor again, is that they are going to be uh, a helmet like goggles, similar to glasses in an Apple environment. And Google is now resurrecting it to allow you to use these. Why would you use them? You'll be able to use it for directions. Right now, Google's incorporated into maps, you can now go to VR mode on your phone and using augmented reality, give directions. And you can now even point to landmarks. Uh, of course, Hamilton hasn't been set up yet where you can point on Main Street and see it's a two-way street or that the LRTs invest uh, to be developed. But it's going to give more abilities using glasses to show you directions, where to go, even where to eat, and what are the recommend recommendations based on reviews. Very cool stuff. Uh, we're out of time. Uh, this is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 11.35. Brought to you by FPM1, FPM3, and Adam Oldfield Third. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, it's a holiday weekend. Yes, Enjoy it. yes. And, uh, Thank we'll you. See you back, we'll see you back here next Friday. Uh, if you're going to be buzzing around town on the weekend, that'll be Adam around there on the bicycle, okay? So watch out for him. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.